0: It's a sled He's dead The box contains his wife's head Veda's his father They're allergic to water She's his sister and her daughter You watched it wrong
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Wade.
0: This is Siggy, and you're listening to You Watched It Wrong, the podcast where
1: these two friends talk about movies. (laughs) And the movie we're talking about today is Neon's 2016 release, which I count as 2017, but we won't get into that. Colossal, written and directed by Nacho Vigalondo, the Spanish filmmaker behind Time Crimes and shorts like 7:35 de la mañana, 7:35 in the morning, and starring Anne Hathaway, Jason Statham, Tim Blake Nelson, and Dan Stevens. But before we get into that, which I'm very excited to get into that, me too. Let's have a round of a game that's becoming easier and easier to explain: track marks. And the online says I'm explaining the rules this time,
0: so this is exciting. Uh, okay. I can do it.
1: I just that, no, that's, I like yeah.
0: this. Uh, I get a chance. <laughs> so when they put out the score of a movie on an album or a CD, they have the tracks, and those tracks have names. And sometimes those names are interesting in and of themselves. Sometimes they can act <laughs> as clues for what that movie was if you just happen to not read that on the front
1: of the album. <laughs> if you're looking at the back before and you have never it flipped it over, you go, yeah. wonder what's on the other side. Wouldn't
0: that be a fun exercise? And so this is doing that in game show format. That's, That's pretty awesome. Way to go. So Wade's going to read the track listing to me, and I have to guess the
1: movie. All right. And... I am not going to do it Wade style. I'm going to do it Siggy style. I'm going to read them in order. Come what may. Thank you. I need
0: uh, that helps me because it gives a little context. Like if you know a track's at the beginning and like, okay, and I've got to think of how films open.
1: Right. That helps. Exactly. You notice that my style of writing them, of just stacking them in a way that takes you on a journey and your way of doing it straight through is the same way we discuss about movies on the show. I mean, I, I'm
0: trying to take you on the same journey that the movie is taking you on. Right, exactly.
1: I'm trying to lead you down a path of thought, which the movie's doing. Of course, but <laughs> I'm just saying... I'm just saying. I, I'm talking about it in a jumbled format, like I do. You everything else it, you experience time like Doctor Manhattan,
0: <laughs> and I'm experiencing it linearly. That's the... I can. I,
1: yes, I am naked, swinging some pipe, and usually in several different places at once. Yeah, yeah. that's how I experience movies. And your finger tastes <laughs> like a battery. <laughs> I, I change a lot of batteries. All right, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, track, okay, this is, um, I'm going to give this, this is this is a par three. Maybe Whoa, par six okay. if you feel All right, bad. Good. I need the help. <laughs> All right. So, track title one, not going to tell you. Yeah, okay. Track title two, not going to tell you. Oh, boy. These don't
0: count against par, I'm guessing. No. Okay.
1: Track number three, Little Red Riding Hood. Uh. Okay. Tra- uh, track number wolf Uh
0: the company of wolves um uh okay i don't know track number four track first full moon okay it is a werewolf uh uh well the isn't in the company of wolves like the the in like the sexy wolves, yeah. werewolf little red Riding hood if, if from- you like
1: dog's mouths coming out of one's mouth yeah it's pretty sexy Um, that that poster traumatized me as a child. Yeah, that's scary. Uh,
0: And then the movie's not that scary,
1: right? Um, I I always I always wondered why if the dog's mouth came out of a wolf, it's a werewolf. The the wolf's mouth came. It looks like a dog mouth. Wolf's mouth comes out of the man's mouth. Then the man's skin falls to the ground. But then when he changes back into a man, what is he just a? It's
0: like, uh, it's like
1: getting dressed in the morning after a one night stand. It's like, um, it's like putting your skin back. Just on Trying like, to get out of here <laughs> quietly before you. <I, laughs> I mean, it just seems like like it's death after yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I, I had fun. Um, <laughs> see you
1: around. All right, so well, let's just say I'm going to go back now. the The first track's name is the Werewolf. So since you've already guessed that, much. so it's okay. Uh. uh Little Red Riding Hood, first full moon, first crime scene.
0: What? Uh, okay, I'm just gonna stop you right there mm-hmm. and say that this is the Wolf of Snow Hollow. That is correct. <laughs> so there's a track called Little Red Riding Hood. Who is? Who... Yeah, it's called Little Red Riding Hood. Why? Which I thought
1: I found surprising.
0: Is that song on, like, on the jukebox at the restaurant or something? I don't or... know.
1: Huh. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. the, they uh, go on to say first crime scene, no hollow mystery, second full moon, second crime scene, slopes slopes, relapse, werewolf stories, third crime scene, you know. Okay. It keeps going. And and I knew this was an easy one. It was going to be very exciting. Three, so that was you you knew what you were doing. I knew you were going to get it. But th- but there was a reason I was going through because we would like to tie thematically to our our show. Congratulations. Good job by the way. Thank you. We like to tie thematically to the show. And I was looking through trying to find like another like Kaiju movie that was an intimate drama <laughs> <laughs> and we 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 you know i talked about god gojira Gojira too much on the show, yeah, and tried to think of some other stuff and i couldn't I couldn't find uh something and uh Carrie ri- reminded me that I always said that um the wolf of Snow Hollow and Colossal would make an excellent double feature,
0: oh yeah, they would.
1: And I think, and I thought, well, there's kind of nothing else I can do at this point. My my closest other selection was Stuart saves his family, and I knew you weren't going to get that. I, I have seen that
2: movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, like like Colo- well, like colossal, um, or actually not not really like colossal, but it does have a, a shift in tone where you where it starts as a comedy, a bad comedy, <laughs> but not very good. And then shifts to a very intense, intimate family drama that Gene Siskel gave five stars, and I think was he was right to do so. So, uh, so I thought about doing that just because it's 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 I don't know. But anywho, I as I entered the video chat,
0: and I was thinking like, okay, I should be thinking of alcohol movies that Wade's going to do right. for Track Marks. I'm like, okay, okay, what happens in Trees Lounge? I was like, that's where I. <laughs> That
1: would, be a great, that would be a great way to do it. But again, like the alcohol movie, like, 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 like just what you said there, it's fascinating. We'll get into this in a minute yeah. because I'm jumping into this before we go to break, is that this could be the quintessential Wade movie, Colossal. I, hmm. I do think this could... Yeah, it's the yeah, quintessential I, Wade movie. Huh. It, it uses genre elements to accentuate deep, intimate drama. Both the initial... It's a bait-and-switch premise, but both the bait premise and the switch premise are equally valid and powerful from start to finish. It's a comedy that becomes very, very serious while, while still being fun through its seriousness. Its goofier elements play into the most powerful pains of the movie because of what it means. It appears to have made some concessions for other people's lacking in vision or fear of people lacking in vision hmm. and it strengthens with repeat viewings. So this might be the most weighed movie of all time. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> funny. Cause I was thinking this
0: is a real Siggy movie and this is like, <laughs> this is a movie speaking Siggy's language. Like, Oh, I, all the like poetic language of this movie. Like I just get yeah. immediately. And yeah. then I'm always like surprised when people miss it, you know? Yeah. I, I, no. Like take this movie really literally. I'm like, no, why are you, well,
1: why are you doing that? <laughs> Why are you doing that? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that and why we've we've this has already gotten out of control. It's a wait episode it's a quintessential wait episode. We're more out of control than ever. Yeah. So we've we've been very irresponsible to start this before the break. So let's take our break and then come back and see if we can come up with the most irresponsible thing to do on this podcast. Let's see
0: how much let's damage we can do on this podcast. <laughs>
1: And we're back. You know, another reason we we uh, a shorter track marks was was good was because we're already warmed up. We before the taping of this podcast, we we talked for about twenty two minutes on the fugitive. <laughs> yeah,
0: so we're we're ready to go. Yeah, a real on point
1: movie comparison. <laughs> right, we're in we like zone. to keep them at We think like to keep it thematically tight <laughs> and in brethren. Um, so why why would this make a great uh, double feature with *Wolf of Some Hollow*? Is there the. Uh, well, it's evident if you see it. What attracted me to this movie when I saw it, and I saw it in the theaters, was, uh, and I was excited to see it, um, was the idea that one often thinks is, uh, of their own alcoholism or their own of or irresponsibility, what, call it what you may, um, your own fallibles maybe even, you want to go as base, by, that basic, is that you think it's only affecting me. Um, I'm not really affecting, you know, it's, it's, I'm doing this to myself, whatever. And then you don't realize the far reaching effects that your actions and your behavior have uh, to the world around you. So I thought this was a great, what a great allegory for an alcoholic who thinks that all this is just about themselves. And then on the other side of the world, their actions are causing great ramifications. Fantastic allegory. (laughs) Loved it. Then we get into the movie and About halfway through, you start to realize it's not about that at all. While still the metaphor works, it's not about that at all. I mean, it's ab- about that, but it's about more. It than is about that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is about that, but it becomes also about something else. Something larger takes the focus. Is the is yes toxic masculinity? The nice guy, uh, the the abuse from the uh, much maligned feeling toxic male who then and the control they exert over um uh, what over the few people how much that power means to them to control over something. And so um hmm. that might take. Interesting. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, well let's get into that. So anyway, I but so anyway, I I really I I I I dug this movie on all Silvers. This this movie, regardless of even what I or you think, the thing that I like the most about it And I wish all movies Had this was This movie knows Precisely what it's about Yes And precisely what it's doing Yes And so um, I, I definitely and, agree and, with that And Every
0: element is Contributing to the,
1: the The central idea Of the movie Yeah Exactly And that becomes Even more Prevalent in rewatch In rewatches Where you go through And you see Like things that you may not have, You know Just all the imagery Every line of dialogue and especially performance. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway, I think, really. I, I knew she wasn't going to get nominated, but sh- this is the best performance of the year. I think it's I think. the best performances
0: by three. <laughs> by Anne Hathaway, yeah. Jason Sudeikis, and Tim Blake Nelson. This is my favorite performance
1: by all three of them. Hands down. Hands down. And that's saying something because Ted Lasso, Mr. Ted Lasso himself, he's that's an amazing performance. But this performance, for how many times have you seen it? just the one. Yeah, once and then I went back and rewatched a bunch of scenes to prep. Mm. Cuz you watch it the first time and I I have to admit this may not have been your experience, but I I admit I was taken by Jason Sudeikis as a nice guy. I liked him. I saw all these things he was doing as being someone who was you know guarded and, but open and trying to do whatever. And yeah. then and you I had see watched the turn an episode happen. of Ted Lasso immediately
0: before starting Colossus. So <laughs> Oh that was God. that was interesting. That's a head shake. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so then so then um so then when his quote-unquote people keep referring to his turn, he turns on a nickel. You know, he turns on a dime and like suddenly he's this other person. And I'm like, "You go back and you watch the movie again?" No, he doesn't turn. No, it's there. It's, it's layered exactly... in from the beginning. Yeah. Every C he is exactly that way throughout the whole thing. And it's chilling to go back and watch and go how masterful that performance. So good.
0: It's directed so well. It's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You you think it's, you think, yeah, you think one thing's happening like, Oh no, it was this other thing that was buried. Yeah.
1: And so for every dude that has looked at a, a, a relationship, To another couple, and keep wondering why she still sticks with him. When you see all this stuff going on or whatever, you, 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 this, it, it was. I was just as taken by him, and as she was, you know, even more so. I would say because she was resistant. I was like, no, get together. This is this is a great thing. He's a nice friend. She's not taken by him, though. No, she's not.
0: That's why he's angry. I I take
1: that yeah, yeah, I take that back. That's the Um, source
0: of his anger. Well it's one of this I mean it's part of it. I'm
1: doing all this stuff for you. When that she's never asked for so many lovely things like when um when Tim Blake Nelson says that like upon first meeting her, um, she goes, Well, I did this. You know what your problem is? (laughs) And she's like what what's my problem like you just i i've said one sentence to you and you say you know what your problem is and then jason just leaps on him as like policing the event and 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 then and but then you see Anne hathaway she goes i don't I, no, I don't need you you know she's like she can she's already doing that you know she's already policing the event she doesn't need him to do it but he's like sickening on her on this on his friend you know and so uh there's so many lively wonderful moments like that that read one way the first time and then when you see it again the whole movie is a t- it's just it's so uh electric with his just cowardly aggression one of my favorite uh moments in it is um during the fight scene in uh in her house when she uses all the furniture that he provided her not provided. I shouldn't say that. That he forced on her all the furniture <laughs> loaded he on her, unloaded on her without her, you know, altering her life uh, uh, for his sake, own sake, um, and how each one of those things is used to basically kick the crap out of him. <laughs> one of my favorite moments is when she, he starts to run at her. And she's going to hit him with the arm of the futon. And then he just bolts right and runs out of the room. And he realize he was never charging at her. He was literally trying to get away. Hmm. <laughs> and it's, and he, he does all these fake out little uh, to get no reaction. And then he's, uh, he's going to run. <laughs> <laughs> it's a master. It's so well directed. So, yeah. So let's. So uh, let's take your. You said you had a different reaction. What was your reaction? No, it's most of the same. Um, so I mean, so take different take, I guess. Well, it's a take on the
0: Jason Sudeikis character, the Oscar, mm-hmm. and what's going on with him. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to start with him. I, um, okay. Uh, you know, because it's not his movie; it's her movie. No, it's right? not his movie. Um, although it ends up feeling like his movie, and that's what's interesting. That's one of the interesting things about it is, like his his story is given so much more detail. Um, but Anne Hathaway's performance is so strong that she fills in. <laughs> she fills in so much of her character that the script doesn't need to help her a whole lot. You know, you feel like you really right. get her and her struggle. Um, yeah.
1: Well, part of her struggle is the men in her life who aren't honest and aren't um, uh, and are controlling. Both, both Tim well, and she's, Oscar. She's
0: the biggest problem in her own life. And she recognizes True. that, right? True. Like that's that's her turning point in the movie is when she she has to grapple with yeah. the damage that she's doing. Yes, you know, and not just to herself. Like you say, she wakes up and to the image of the destruction of soul uh, right. on on her television set, as if she's immersed in it. Um, and that's when she's like, "I got to stop drinking. I gotta, you know, I got I have to be serious about this now." right
1: me fucking around hurt killed people yeah right yeah um and 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 then to see um but the, and then and before all that what what's masterful is we 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 you know Oscar's manipulation and um and and abuse of perceived power um it kind of takes the forefront but what's interesting is that the movie allows us to see Aunt, um Gloria do it as well in know, uh, not so not to any degree like that but like how how her in, and how she um goes about um with Joel how she like like he goes into he, she's already come over to his place and she goes in to kiss him and he's she goes what and then she goes i'm just messing with you like why would you do that unless you were trying to totally unsettle the person so like it's it's a it was interesting I I didn't notice that really until the next couple of view, view, viewings going oh okay so I know I found that really fascinating
0: yeah it's because, well I mean so what's happening so we're jumping into the middle we're jumping we're not, in the middle we're sorry we're
1: not doing the walkthrough of this episode at all as it turns out no no. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, not, no, we're not, not nearly. <laughs> I, I said we were. I said I said maybe we will, and then I go, but no, we're. I want to talk about the whole thing as a whole first, yeah. and then if if we feel like we haven't gone through enough, we'll we'll do a walk So so
0: this so this movie like starts out feeling like it's just about alcoholism, like like you right. say, right? Um, she's been up. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to the beginning. Fuck you. Wade. Let's let's go. Let's we'll to the beginning. Forget it. Let's just go to part. <laughs> this is how we have to operate. It's okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, uh, right. So, you know, it's, it's like, uh, she, she's done this damage to her relationship, right. Um, in mm-hmm. New York and now she moves into her childhood home. Um, and it's empty. So she's
1: empty inside.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, uh, it's her structure empty. Right?
0: Yeah. She's like, I have to figure out how to refill, my inner life, because I, 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 I had, mm-hmm. I have nothing in here, right? Like I, all I've been doing is drinking and partying and not caring about what the consequences were. Um, and I had nothing that I was actually like building or working on with myself. So, uh, so she's like trying to take baby steps, like take a air mattress that she can't even get inflated <laughs> all the way. And I love all the details of how she keeps waking up in pain. Right. Right. Um,
1: Either it doesn't work. It, it, either she she falls asleep before it's done, or she it busts after she's on yeah. it, or she can't ever complete you know, it.
0: Yeah. Even in one way or another, she's always waking up with regret every day. It's, yeah, it's kind of like Palm day. Springs, and 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 a, and a
1: painful reminder of that regret too.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and and then she encounters Oscar, right? Who um, I I just find funny. Like it's kind of a. Um, Cliche of the Hollywood casting—that's yeah. of the older actor and the younger actress um, in the romantic relationship—and like mm-hmm. these two are eight years apart, and they're supposed to be in the same high school class. But I don't know if it's Jason Sudeikis successfully acting younger or Anne Hathaway successfully acting older. But I never. <laughs> It never feels like they're off. I never even thought other. about that. Yeah. I
1: thought they felt like contemporary. I was just they curious. Really like,
0: she's got to be younger than him. Right. And then I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, they're eight years apart. But they totally like it works. That You know, it's good. It it's Great casting. Um, nonetheless. And so, right. She's got this empty. <laughs> her house is empty. His house is crammed full of stuff. He's been hoarding.
1: Which was a pain. nice reveal. He's been, which was right? a nice reveal, I thought. He's yeah.
0: got he's got his bar that he only uses half of because he closed the other half off. The half that represents the past, right? And right. when she comes back into his life, suddenly that half of his bar gets opened up again. She opens up yeah. the part of his his yeah. bar that he was trying <laughs> yeah. to forget about mm-hmm. and had locked away and had not dealt yeah. with. In it didn't any. didn't destroy no. But had not re- had not dealt with it in any way productively right. or otherwise, right? She opens up that that up. Now he's in there, and now like all that pain is resurfaced. And he, you know, throughout the movie, he keeps trying to unload his st- his baggage on her. Like he, it literally does. He does. He he dr- <laughs> shows up with a van and like all this stuff I've been carrying around with me, I'm putting on you. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. You know? it's, it's a like, pretty amazing. This is metaphor. where I'm
0: like, I love like all this yeah. internal stuff gets externalized. Like all of their yeah. internal stuff that's happening is externalized in the world of this movie and never explained. Right, except for the the monsters, which end up being kind of explained, but not really. But that doesn't. And, you know. and honestly, it would have been better. I think if they didn't, that's I think funny. it would have been better. Two, although I I would argue it works thematically, and this is the part I had to think the hardest about. Right. Well, about yeah, about a um, Bart. Should we go into that later? We'll get in. Maybe we, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna save that for last. Yeah. So so you know when 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 she drinks, this monster comes out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And. Uh, she might think she's it's something fun to play around with, but then it ends up like hurting people, right? And right. what she has to do is make an apology. That they have this great ends, yeah. the 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 best dialogue in the whole movie. My favorite scene is where they're talking about the Korean text in like in the translation. Like, well, how did you? Yeah. The, the guy's gonna know. This is so cleverly written. This is so expertly yeah. written. <laughs> Like the guy's going to know that you all these phrases are the exact what the monster wrote in the sand is the exact phrase you got him to translate for him. It's like I gave him a bunch of, you know, I told him they were for tattoos. and like, huh? well, who would get a tattoo of an apology like that? And like, well, you could get Tim Blake Nelson says, well, you could tattoo it on yourself. And then when you look at it in the mirror backwards, it'd be like an
1: apology to yourself. I'm sorry. What does Oscar say? Uh right. like, what does he say after that? Uh, he said, uh why would it it's like asking yourself for forgiveness and he said why would you ever ever ask yourself for forgiveness?
0: Yeah. And like this is what the movie <laughs> is. Like this is that's the right. that's the theme of the movie and they're talking about tattoos. Right. They're talking about yeah. like they've gone off into this tangent and they're exp- yeah. what seems like this like
1: humorous aside is explaining or, or, or the to- theme of the movie. I love a way to tie up a lo- or way to tie up a loose end of like, well, why that? Yeah, that it just that feels like they're right. They're anticipating
0: them. the critics that they're going to get on Twitter. Right. And they're actually telling you what the movie's about right here. And this. Yeah, I love Exactly. It.
1: It's brilliant. It's brilliant, right? Really brilliant. Speaking of anticipating the critics, I was taken by the moment when, um, uh, uh, Dan Stevens as Tim comes into Oscars bar and starts talking shit about the, well, what's going on here? What's the theme? You've got Western over here. You got kind of just regular old classic bar here. I mean, what's, what's the, what's there's, it's all over the place. And I, and I thought about it going, I go, is Nacho Vigalando anticipating the critics response to his movie? (laughs) (laughs) But this is why I love this movie. And, um, and, uh, Nacho's script and and film in general is is that I, I I yeah like like as said in that dialogue there seemed to be and and I don't know if he did or not but um a, a fear that it's going to be seen as a lot of people did see it like this movie is all over the place it doesn't know what it's doing it doesn't do any of this stuff like I've I've been trying to read a lot of reviews about it and seeing Oh, what people didn't respond to and what people did respond to. And everybody who didn't respond to it, by the way, most really were men. <laughs> um, they all poked at, the, at, at how they weren't fulfilling genre conventions. And I'm like, but that's not what this movie is. This I know is a, a lot movie. of people thought this was a sci-fi movie. I'm like, this isn't a sci-fi movie. No, what are you
0: doing? No, no, no. And like, no.
1: and it just shows how you, how people don't, uh, accept a story on its own terms they go they look at the genre and they go okay i'm gonna get certain itches scratched and this movie doesn't scratch those itches it fulfills its own story needs and to a very satisfying degree in my opinion and so the fact that it it (laughs) um by the way we'll get into monster design in a minute later on but um I had been reading about this movie long before it came out because um, uh, I, I I'd seen Time Crimes and liked it. I really liked his short film, 7.35 in the Morning. I haven't you, seen either of those. If you haven't seen uh, 7.35 in the Morning, look it up. On, on It's on YouTube. And so I was really looking forward to what he's going to do. And he was touting that he was going to make a rubber monster suit movie. He was going to make a kaiju movie done the old way they used to do it with men in rubber suits knocking down model buildings. Oh, wow. And he goes, and everyone's going to hate what I'm going to do to it, but, but that, I can't wait to do it. And he was going to be the monster in the suit. The director was actually going to be one, the guy in the suit, right? And so we were all looking forward to it. And then reports came out that he apparently dejectedly, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm characterizing that, changed his mind and they changed it to digital. Because
0: he couldn't perfectly mimic the movements I, of I, Anne Hathaway. I <laughs> don't know why. No, no. Because how would you uh, no, get that you wouldn't be able to convince right. that, that they were? I don't up. know. I don't. Yeah. I don't
1: know, but i I was disappointed when I heard the news, but I didn't know what the movie was going to be. And then I saw the movie, and while the creature design in general, I didn't find particularly uh, whatever. I was like, I don't see how I could have bought this movie if it were a rubber suit. Guy if I knew it was a guy in a rubber suit. If they were really going for that aesthetic, I don't I don't think I would have been able to buy into the movie. Maybe I would have. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I would have. But uh I'm glad that it wasn't a rubber no, suit. No, I movie. think it's I think it's <laughs> one of the rare effects that really works better if it's digital because
0: it, it Yeah. 'Cause it has to feel like it doesn't quite actually exist in the world. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: The, it how 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 they kept saying, "Notice how it never looks down, yeah, which is metaphorical, obviously now on many levels, but like they're like, notice how it it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be where it's at, right, like like alcoholics, but like digital would really sell that because it's not actually there <laughs> yeah and it's not, I mean, so. you know it's
0: like you're not it's just a manifestation of this thing that's happening in another place to other people.
1: Do you think that the creature design? I haven't been able to find any way that the design of the creature itself fits in with the, any theme.
0: I have thought about this, and all it I it looks like a giant
1: with, turd with horns. It
0: look like—I mean, it looks like it just looks like monster, right? Yeah, like just monster. Um, and so. Uh, you know, it's her internal monster coming out. It kind of looks like a tree, and she's yeah. on a tree when the lightning strikes, but the tree isn't really part of her childhood mm. trauma. You know, so I don't real, I don't know. Like its tail, it's got a weird tail that's like a tree stump.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: I it, it, tree is all I can but come they, up with.
1: Yeah, I don't. But know. they do.
0: They do something that But why, that why he's like, a robot, I have a, a little more thought about.
1: Well, they they put they, they make a suggestion that I really do not like. It looks like, an, it looks like an insert shot. Um, of the two toys. Of the two toys. And well, it, it one t- in each backpack. But it ties to the cold open. It ties to the cold open with the doll. But the, the cold open with the doll, I took a different meaning because this little girl is looking for this kind of really trashy idealized version of beauty of femi- femininity barbie it's like a barbie conformity yeah, yeah uh, to conform to this and she's she she's looking for it she's desperately looking for it it appears she when she sees the monster she grips tighter onto the doll which to me read per- so lovingly well as when you are afraid, you hold on to the conventions that have kept you safe before, which is what kind of Anne Hathaway's doing a little bit in her life at the beginning of the movie. Ow. Um, <laughs> You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing this. Um, I, that was very clear to me when I was watching it before. I don't know why I can't verbalize it now. Okay. But anyway, All right. Uh, but I do I The implication of these shots Is that The monster was in her backpack And the robot was in his But why would she be carrying around This ugly looking monster in her backpack And also How come If they were both If they were both toys they were carrying How come they didn't instantly recognize them As their toys Walking around yeah, a city It doesn't Right I I, it doesn't. I, it I can't, doesn't survive I can't that spe- much thought. I can't speak to it. Um, the the flashback scenes I, are 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 the part of the movie that doesn't work for me. The whole rest of the movie is so uh, uh, amazing and powerful that I really don't care. It's like to me these are like the commercials. I can, <laughs> I can I can get a Coke during this part. Okay, here's because here, here's the, my read on it.
0: Can I give my read on it? Sure, go ahead. Okay,
1: I think it does fit if it's
0: well enough i think i think, I oh, think it fits i think it's i think it's like here's the root it's, of the issue is right yeah, here it's
1: disc- it's not discordant i'll put it that it's, way it's
0: it's not it's, discordant. it's not that you know it seems it starts to feel like a movie about alcoholism and then it mm-hmm. turns out it's about your pain and why you go to alcohol to deal mm-hmm. with your pain and how alcohol makes
1: it worse yeah. Right. You're not you're not addressing the actual problems yeah. in your
0: life. And and the the, the dolls the, the three dolls, the doll in the cold open and their dolls in the flashback um uh, are about the source of the pain. You know, the little girl at the at at the in the cold open, she's lost her doll, she's 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 scared. It's, you know, it's kind of the loss of her innocence is that she's lost her her childhood, her favorite childhood thing. The fact that it's a Barbie, mm-hmm. I only read as like it is doll the way that the monster design is. It is monster. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't read into anything like, about like what yeah. the doll is. It's just that Barbie is like the, it could have been a Raggedy Ann. Like it just had to be some kind of mm-hmm. Id- iconic doll like thing. Right. Um. Uh, maybe there's more to it there, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see that you'd have to
1: given that's the first shot of the movie, the very first thing we see is this Barbie doll. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's proportioned yeah,
0: it, the same as the as the monsters are. Right. You know, it's yes um uh other other than that, I don't know. I I'd have to be convinced. But um but it doesn't really matter what the dolls are as much as that they represent like the childhood pain and like uh, 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 and this is the source like this goes deep like this goes back to your childhood whatever uh, the stuff you're dealing with if you're not confronting with it uh confronting it if you're not uh uh, dealing with it then it's only going to build up and uh become giant uh and then become uh, colossal destroy (laughs) destroy cities you
1: know and so her which which again look look at the people who do destroy cities in real life and do like the the the, the fat, le- government leaders who do. Fat man and little boy, like those those people. Uh, <laughs> well, a lot of things could come out of that same childhood pain. What uh, I think it was you, wasn't it, who recently quoted Wordsworth? The child is the father of the man.
0: Oh, that was my review of Looper, which might be my next pick for this podcast.
1: Really? I would be very happy to do that. You wouldn't be happy with me because I didn't... I've already read it. I'm already not happy I with know. you. <laughs> but you make salient points that I very much liked. So I think it'd be a good discussion.
0: Yeah, it'd be one of those passenger-like episodes. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, that's what the people tune in for, isn't us, it? Of us disagreeing for two hours. <laughs> and the person who's the most passionate is the most uncertain of his own position? <laughs> well,
0: it's- <laughs> you don't know how passionately i dislike it uh <laughs> <laughs> you disliked it that much oh my gosh uh where was uh uh so you know and so his so oscar jason sudeikis his is a mm-hmm. robot i feel like because the way um this is my only read on it and i don't think this is like a strong element of of the movie but if I have to like tie it into the poetics um of the film is that when he when he drinks, he just becomes colder, more calculating, yeah you know more manipulative, sociopathic, like uh, you know like he just becomes more emotionally dead, and like uh and so it, it's you know it's not exactly robotic, but it's just he just becomes colder. So, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's
1: always been there for him, as evidenced by those flashbacks um but and he's certainly very manipulative when he's sober as well, but he becomes you're right, he becomes much more um inhuman, yeah at that which could you know he
0: that could have made him a monster too, but I'm like, I don't know they why' I but giant robot, yeah, contrast. Another, and then
1: and then it you know just so happens it's such a nice you know. Godzilla, J- Jaguar, or Mecha Godzilla kind of thing. Yeah, it just fits that genre if convention. It's, right, well. it fits that iconography, uh, and it's a cool
0: robot design. I mean, it's it is cool Chloe. robot design.
1: as well done. It's kind of nice. When it cracks its knuckles, you see all the gears in all the knuckles turning. You know, they they actually designed all those little rotating. Spe- I was I was like I was like oh wow that's they, they, the level of design I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Let's, let's go back and talk a little bit about... You, you, you brought up an excellent point about how this movie uses houses and dwellings. And we talked... And, and um, uh, the thing that struck me the most on my most recent viewing of this movie, which was probably my fifth viewing of it, um, was the exterior of the buildings. Was, after, When it cuts to New York for the first time and they have those aerial shots of oh, yeah. of the skyscrapers and you're thinking okay this is this is the view of the monster that's going to knock them over right, yeah and then um but then it cuts to the outside of of Dan Stevens's apartment and it looks like the like the grayest, drabbest concrete it looks like a prison hmm and then you cut inside and it's a young bachelor's apartment right or a young uh you know Dan Couples. Stevens's caseful you know, yeah, but not a lot of it rings her because you notice when she says, "I've packed your things," and all she's got is a suitcase. <laughs> you know when she leaves, and that and that op- uh, sorry that opening scene of her wandering in is is masterfully written from the point of view of a, of a drunk making excuses. She walks in quietly, make sure he's there. I'm gonna launch into what happened before you even get a chance to say anything, yeah. and then. Are you mad? I slept How mad all are you? night. <laughs> yeah, I slept all night. And she's talking. And, and and actually, it gives me such a tickle to have her talking in this kind of head voice up here. And then when he says, um, I've packed your things. I think it's not right if you're here when I get back. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> the full-throated, like the pretense is dropped. Like, what?
0: Yeah, well um, she first she gets that pulls the she's mad that he's
1: mad yeah. reaction. <laughs> right. And uh uh yeah, so like um uh, and then all her friends are waiting to, waiting for him to leave to come in to continue the party. <laughs> um but yeah, the outside of the building looked like this 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 prison and then she gets home to her childhood home which is this gorgeously ornate like Building that looks unkempt and unpaid, untaken care of. And then they go to Oscar's bar, and she said, Do you still have the Western theme? He's like, No, I wanted to renovate it. Uh, it wasn't, I think it was scaring people off. I renovated. And you see this building, and it looks like it's just like blah, grave block. It also looks like a prison. You know, it's just, there's nothing on it. It's just the most drabbest looking building you could imagine and you kind of see around the corner and you think oh i bet around the corner there's something that looks a lot more interesting on the other side <laughs> except for this just block of a place well, it's and like I those thought, bars what? that just like there's no windows here because we, there's no windows. you're not yeah. supposed to be thinking about the outside world you know exactly and you know what yeah and it's also to go unnoticed it's like a building that you don't want to be noticed because then you'll notice it's a bar where sad people hang out just a sign (laughs) by the door with the beer logo on it if you got someone to pay for it and then he goes in he goes in and and says and and insists that his bar does not have a theme the theme is bar the theme is bar right (laughs) anyway i i I really like that you uh brought up the houses and dwellings because i think it it it's not the first thing I think of when I think of this movie, but it is such a vital part of its storytelling. It was really good. I love
0: all those shots from um, when you know things to really start escalating at the playground, and mm-hmm. the more monstrous um, Oscar's behavior is, you get these high angle shots that are like the one from of the New York skyline, mm-hmm. um, down looking down at the you know housing development. Um, which I think is tilt shift. I think it's that's I'm, yeah. You know, it's not doing the fake miniature thing, but it. it I think that's tilt shift photography. I, I think you're right. Um,
1: it's one way to use it. Yeah.
0: And so that's. Uh, I don't know. It's like those shots are all just very striking, and you get the sound effects. Because at first, it's like set up. It's in the diegesis, They're looking at the online website. You know, Monster Attack Tracker dot com or whatever it's called. <laughs> <Right>. But then. <laughs> Uh, at a certain point, they can hear the people screaming without the app going you know this like there 's the shot right. when uh he 's trying to like just be scary <laughs> and then he turns his head because he can hear he can hear the reactions he can hear their well, screaming
1: they They do something really cool this movie I usually hate it when they have to bring in to be realistic to bring in internet reactions. This movie did the absolute best way of showing the world's reaction to this, in my opinion. Like, they did it, but it was handled so well. And my favorite being is that a lot of movies would cut to insides of other, like, extras, basically, uh, watching their own televisions. And in this movie, they're in the park, and they would look around, and they would show all the houses, and you could hear them, people watching their fight on their televisions. Oh, okay, so that's I
0: I thought that was them hearing it. Like I, they,
1: they they were hearing cheers from the American houses watching it on television. That's not how I read
0: that shot at all. Oh,
1: I read it. I read it that way because you look over at the houses and you can hear a muffled "yay, yay, yay." No. You can hear like America, like 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 watching this fight. And then when uh, he punches her, it cuts to those same houses, and you just hear dead silent. And you're hearing everybody just who's watching the television is like. I don't think that's now what that I don't think
0: that's what that shot is. I think that's totally what no, that is. No, I think that's them like th- this is like the 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 boundary is being permeated. And so we're getting the shot But then why don't they have to cut to those houses shot. to do it? No, we're getting the monster's perspective shot in the park where they're standing.
1: Right. And we're hearing what's happening in Seoul. Now we hear that when in in the devastating shot, which I wanted to talk to you on its own terms, when he's Stomping on mulch, then you are hearing the deaths and screams yeah. of all. Well, the I think people that's he's what's happening on. in
0: those shots of those buildings. And I think on
1: the other shots, I think you're hearing literally I the screams know, from the no. local houses.
0: This is them. I know. This, I completely this, no. This, this is I, how yeah. when she goes to Seoul, This is how she knows where yeah. to pick him up. Is like it's the the boundary is being permeated, like in those shots. Yeah. I, I I think that's right. I think it's setting up like. How when she, how she when she goes to soul, she knows the spot to stand in she knows where to reach down like she knows where he that is. That was
1: the thing I was concerned about, like how, because she can know where to reach down and stand, but does she know where he's at at the exact moment? Yeah, when she's running because away she's already been
0: her. she's already been hearing it.
1: She's but she's already, already been, mapped it all out. She'd already mapped out the whole thing to be like the playground is shaped like this, the area in souls basically. She's already had done all that work before she stepped into it later to write out the thing. So but how, could that, how could how could she predict
0: what part of soul to stand in that would be the park?
1: I don't know. It's because that, that, she's that already. Was, been I was going to bring up as a, that's what I think those shots are saying. Huh. Well, that would certainly help the ending of that a little more. I'm I'm not fully convinced, but I'm also convinced I also can i I might be that you might be right, but I'm not fully convinced that my take isn't legitimate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Because I I I I think because I think. Oscar's rage is fueled by the reaction of not only the people in in his town, but the, but the world at the fact that finally he's got power to, he's got a, a power to do something and he's ridiculed whenever he uses it. Like, and I think those shots of the cheers and the deafening silences, um, reinforce his anger that 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 people aren't on his side Mm -hmm. even uh, now that he's got he can do something you know yeah no like
0: yeah his seething i don't want
1: to take that part away from the movie that's why i'm like yeah well that's what the shots in the bar
0: definitely you know like reinforcing that like him Mm -hmm. him hearing uh all of his patrons talk about it (laughs) right yeah yeah she's the monster monster. on the robot i love that scene in the in the
1: yeah it's great she's the monster on the robot (laughs) see nobody nobody's gonna care yeah (laughs) no one's gonna believe us
0: (laughs) which is also like you know you can tell people i'm an abuser and no one's gonna believe you it's it's, you know it's it's like funny but then it in hindsight it's also chilling in that yeah it's so Which really layered. gets me
1: when I hear when I hear when I was reading reviews that questioned all this behavior and you're just like oh but this is this this feels so accurate to people's experience of living under an abuser. And it really saddens me that it's written off as unrealistic when this is one of the, one of the most realistic portrayals of that type of relationship I've ever seen. So ugh I so, mean, it's still
0: a comedy. That's why, and it's still you know, a comedy with sci-fi elements. Like that, uh, yeah. It's like it's such a kooky and, movie. And,
1: and that's the thing to me. I don't feel like it's kooky, and everyone. It's all called. It's highly called bizarre. They even advertise it as bizarre and off the It is the wall a bizarre premise, I mean, crazy. I guess it is a bizarre movie, but but for I guess because I I these are the movies that I feel the I feel the most kinship with and therefore feel the most normal to me, really. My, my uh, you know, Carrie always it's says... It's like magical <laughs> realism, you know I mean? Yeah, and so, I, you know, I look back. Remember earlier I had said something along the lines of, I think I said it on the show, how um, I looked at the number one movie um, of all my, of, of every year. Uh, I, I made, you know, top, I ranked all my movies of every year. Mm-hmm and I went and I looked at the number one, number two movie on every one, and almost every single one of them is a movie that has some sort of fantastical element to it. Like The Host, Get Out, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, uh, <laughs> uh Colossal. They're never uh, just uh, here's humans being humans in a drama. And I love those. I love drama. Um, my, Gary always goes, What do you want to watch tonight? Oh, anything, just uh, not one of those boring dramas that you like. (laughs) Because she always goes, there's nothing more interesting than drama. And I'm like, that sentence doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) But she's saying, there's nothing more interesting than straight drama. She she always goes and says, I need a sci-fi element. I need to be taken to another world because this one sucks. Hmm. So I always go, so... But I, the ones that really commune to me are these ones that place, you know, this very real, very personal uh, either drug, struggle, conflict aspect to oneself in a larger fantastical metaphor. Um, you know, like most movies do. Most movies just do that. But like for some reason, the ones I feel like movies um, that have a creature feature element, that have midnight special for example is a movie that hits me i know you probably disagree on this one too yes (laughs) midnight special has hits me right where i live in a way that few movies ever have Hmm. and um it again has that fantasy element to it and a fantastical element to it that for somehow i and i don't know if it's sugar to make the theme or the the um the 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 emotional you know the pain one's writing from go down easier or if it's if it's just a, a much more fun device to deliver these conflicts to us um you're giving me that look like i'm explaining something very basic again like <laughs> yeah that's called movies wade
0: <laughs> no i was just looking at my um my number one i was looking at my 2016 rankings and my number one movie is like the least surprising number one movie is uh, for 2016 Moonlight and then I was just like thinking how to how to say this in a way that either to not make it sound like you're a bad person because Moonlight's not your number one or <laughs> to go ahead and say that and make it funny like I didn't I, I, I just tried I, I was I, coming up with my strategy there
1: 20,000 2016 is was an incredible year for movies and Moonlight's up there, but I don't think Moonlight is number one, but it's, it's very close to it. They um, needed to put like some colossal... aliens or something in there. <laughs> right. I'm, no, I'm just saying, but like, well, again, okay. Why? <laughs> like, what? I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm questioning this about myself. Why is it that, that I'm so much more over the moon for a movie that, because you can't believe they can pulled about... it off. Maybe Maybe that's it Cause like I mean I, I love I love Moonlight I love Hell or High Water uh, I love Green Room Green Room has this oh. Sort of You know Well also You know what I'll, I'll, I'll do another one Another one I think it was 2016 Here let me take a look quick
0: I feel woefully unprepared For this discussion uh, Midnight Special was 2016 Green Room was Yeah that was my number
1: one that was my number one. Oh, number over one.
0: colossal. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think uh, let's 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 go. Well, because again, no, colossal is in two thousand seventeen because that's the first time yeah. it was available wow. for the U.S. market. I don't. I'm not a U.S. patriot. Uh, and that results uh, so much that I have to do that. My metadata is, is in Letterboxd.
0: I got to go by the letter. Letterboxd.
1: I know, has. but the point is, is that I already ranked all my movies for this one year, and then the next year. I you know when I'm able to see it, I'm seeing it in that context. But then I have to go back and compare it to the year. Be- okay. Uh, okay. All right. Fine. There's home video. I understand. I know what you're gonna say. Well, if we're doing <laughs>
0: 2017, my number. Oh, jeez. Get out or the Phantom
1: Thread. That's Moonlight was my number three. Uh, ooh, ooh. Okay, maybe I don't want to say that. <laughs> Moonlight. I have listed as number three. I'm gonna have to see Moonlight again. I think it'll probably overtake. Well, I mean, number three for the
0: year is like pretty good. <laughs>
1: like uh, especially that year it's not like I was a mediocre over... movie <laughs> no not for me because because so yeah i had the first you know you know me it's like when you say what's your top five of that year and i go can i do 31 yeah
0: i know right
1: <laughs> yeah i know but yeah my top six here were our
0: listeners know
1: well, it was Midnight Special, Hell or High Water, Moonlight, Green Room, Arrival, and Louder Than Bombs. Now, if you want to talk about a movie, a straight drama movie, we'll talk louder than bombs.
0: <laughs> uh, see, Letterboxd says Green Room is 2015.
1: Has what? Has Green Room as 2015. Again, it has it as 2015, probably because it came out in some festival. And wasn't released widely. Well, contact customer support. It should be a setting you can have. Right. The- I understand. I understand that that uh, you know movies are made up in a per- certain year, and they shouldn't be judged by when they become available. <sighs> but
0: it's all thing. arbitrary, anyway. It is. Well, since we're making this all a competition, I like Green Room, Room better than Colossal, but I like Colossal a whole hell of a lot. <laughs>
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Green Room was director's fortnight in Cannes, at Cannes in 2015. Right, nobody cares about this. And then was nobody in cares about this part. just film festivals throughout 2016, wasn't released. Everyone's hitting fast forward right now. It wasn't released into in until a limited run in April 2016. So excuse me for not being able to afford to go to one of these fancy film festivals when making my lists.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you just happened to see it two years later in 2019, yeah, you wouldn't put it in your 2019 rankings, but, but maybe you could. But look at it this you way. You could do if, it that if, way. If, if,
1: if a if if not that award shows are the big thing but when it's competing for an award they're not going to go back in time and relitigate because it showed at con 2 years before it was released in the theaters they're going to do it in the competition the years it was released in the theaters so they're not going to say oh you know what you had your first screening in 2015 let's redo the oscars <laughs> sorry i know again this is just a thing with me. It makes no sense, but I'm incredibly <laughs> staunchly, I have to categorize it somehow. Gotcha. <laughs> and if I keep changing. No uh, one's asking some you to new change. new screening appeared no one, in the no history logs. No it's actually to, a 2014 no, movie. No one now has asked go you change to change that the way you're doing it. Nobody has <laughs> Until you go, oh, no, that's 2015. No, it's 2016. (laughs) Sorry. Anywho. (laughs) Now that I've revealed myself as a crazy person, (laughs) um, I, I wanted to know what you thought. In the first few minutes of the movie, the needle drops that happen. There's like five different genres of music that happen in the first few minutes of the movie. And um, I think that uh, I thought about that when I was um, uh, when Dan Stevens was later saying, what's the theme of this place? It's like it's all over the place. There's no <laughs> it's like this movie is called genre bending, genre mixing, all this other stuff. And and for and yes, it is all those things, but not really. It's a story about a woman. Trying to take control of her life. hmm. That's the story. That's the plot. That's the theme. Everything else are things in service to that. And so, in a way, I find the it's the one of the fewest genre bending movies I've ever seen. <laughs> well, no, genre bending. All that's right, not I a, genre, I mean, uh, a genre. But a When you say your genre, a woman bending, taking control of her life isn't genre. That's, that's not but, right. Exactly. When you say genre bending, it means you're 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 changing your They say genre bending, meaning but they really genre means genre mixing. Because this movie doesn't um, nor should it try to fulfill the need the conventions of a kaiju movie genre.
0: Yeah, it's not trying to show you a new kind of kaiju movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that that no, that's very true.
1: So I I, I I love these type of movies and I I mean I've always thought Hannah Hathaway was a fine actress and I just I, I love her performance in this so much. I'm not sure how I feel about her wig. <laughs> I'm not sure if that if if it's adding to it or taking away. I haven't come to terms. I haven't landed on that yet. Eh, you know, I mean, but I'm. It may not, not be my wig. cup of know. tea.
0: I was trying not to be too right. judgy uh, with it. Well, I,
1: I wasn't commenting on how it works for. It. I'm just wondering because it's no. It feels noticeably like a wig, and wondering like, is it supposed to d- add to some? Is it part of the design or is it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It looks, I mean, it's slightly unkempt. I mean, she she's a person who's not taking right. care of herself, and uh, that hair looks like it hasn't maybe been taken care of uh, um, enough. You know, <laughs> like if it looked more styled, then that would right. be like exactly. her. Um, she's, uh, I, I think she's wearing the same socks through the entire movie.
1: <laughs> Those black socks. I, w- I was very happy to, to, to when I was reading up that, sh- that she pluck this movie up because she was looking for, you know, something that took, was taking a chance, something that was meaningful and something different and from all the crap she's been handed. And she saw this and went, "This is exactly what well, I Oh Good wanted for it. her. I mean, and is, got full yeah, behind it. It's uh,
0: not a glamorous role, but boy, it's a meaty one. Um, it's a meaty one.
1: She and she knocks it out she, of the she, park.
0: Yeah, she's so good in it. Um, she. I mean, she's great at everything she's asked to do, except for. All the running and fighting, and this is not a criticism, but it's that when I look at Anne Hathaway, I'm like she looks about it as athletic as I do, which is to say, not very. <laughs> and so, when like the plot calls for her to, um, to to run a mile, af- right after beating up a man twice her size, soaking wet, I you know, it's, it's a stretch. I don't know I didn't i'm not want, sure I, if I, he I, could drink that much that she, she would be able to <laughs> i, I yeah, exactly
1: but i i find, i found her writing kind of comical it was like, funny
0: no it was it was yeah. played for laughs and it, it worked it was for laughs. but it also like requires her to beat him to a location and then like
1: yeah uh after well, sometimes having she fight. does sometimes she doesn't it, you know, it's, um exactly. There was a couple of good landed punches, though, that made, gave me a, a giggle.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was a funny scene. I liked yeah. it. But, it, you know, it's funny that in a movie with giant monsters who appear out of nowhere um, because some <laughs> kids got struck by lightning once upon a time, right. the part of the movie that scratched credulity for me was Anne Hathaway beating up
1: <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. But that was, a, I know, because I, I love that fight scene in the house so much it's it's has some truly wonderful moments and uh, uh if maybe left a bit um uh f- not fully uh taken advantage of um but i did love when jason when, when oscar jumps out of the upstairs window into the dirty pool we get this wonderful, like monster rising from the deep. Look, oh yeah. That I'm surprised they didn't play up more, but I think maybe if they did, it would have taken away from it. But him just kind of slushing through that sludge, like like Godzilla coming up from the <laughs> from the ocean. I thought that was nicely done. Also nicely done, uh, the aforementioned moment. In and in, in certain, you know, admittedly, in subsequent viewings, I kind of wonder why and Hathaway's not trying a little harder to the character isn't trying but the shot is so effective this is my measure of a great movie if you can get me to openly weep and my stomach just kind of fall out from under me by watching someone stomp on mulch <laughs> that's a great movie yeah because because it's what it means yeah. In 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 so many different ways, what it means to the people of Seoul, and what and how big that is over there, and how small that is over here, what it means for Oscar to do it to Gloria, and what it means for Oscar to be doing it at all, and like just like, you know, he's his his small little man's desire to hold wield any power over something is gone genocidal and it's 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 uh uh horrifying it's uh, yeah it, it, that that it, it weirdly <laughs> reminded me of the moment when in in <laughs> i mean just the the power of something so like if you said to someone oh look at this shot and you're like what is that <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of stuff
0: in a context. what's come before. And like, yeah. in like, the movie
1: has got me to this point where I'm like, this is,
0: you know. yeah, this no, the the stakes uh, have been have been laid out, you know. But so she, you know, she does her thing to hurt him too. Um, yeah, the, her flirting with um,
1: Joel, right? The yes. completely non entity about-
0: of a human.
1: Let's talk about Joel.
0: Let's talk about Joel. So once when, when she catches wind that Oscar is uh, attracted to her, like immediately she's like, "Well, how am I going to send a message that I'm not into him? I'm going to sleep with Joel, right?" I didn't even
1: think of it that way. Wow! But she has no other reason to do it. She doesn't care. She doesn't like Joel. Well, other than just you know, I I, I didn't. I wow, well, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think she was striking. Maybe this is me in my alter like if I'm if I go ask if I go out on a date with someone this is the person I'm going to live the rest of my life with until they don't go out with me again. <laughs> that's my mentality. And um and so I'm trying to open myself up to the idea of like oh yeah, people have casual things, that's whatever. So maybe that's where my Well, she's definitely what, not my, interested in him. <laughs> no, she's not interested in him. With
0: him, you know.
1: Absolutely not, but like
0: And it um, could be that she uh, just like I need sex. I'm an adult. But no, I, right, I think exactly. both times that she like flirts with him or makes a pass at him, it's like right after Oscar, Oscar has signaled has yeah. his interest. Yeah, that's right. And she's like I'm not going Oscar. what how am I telling going to tell myself that I'm going to go fuck Joel.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Joel who serves that's, no that's other cool. purpose
0: other than, you know, his his character's name but, might as well be
1: Ernie Nabler. but I think he does now okay the first time the first time I saw the movie I was frustrated and I think that was on purpose I was frustrated that I kept thinking why do you have Joel even in these scenes if he's not going to eventually step up and like assist like and and defy Oscars um, defy Oscars the, the cruelty right if he's not going to eventually come... And you keep wondering, like, when is he going to come well, out of the show Tim and stop this guy? Yeah. Right. And, and when is he going to do it? And then he never does. And they kind of show him, you know, at the end, smiling, recognizing that Ann's over there and Hathaway's in Seoul, right? But I think Joel's incredibly important now in the final, the multiple viewings that I've watched. That? He's important because it is frustrating. That men aren't, are, even when you recognize the the cruel, toxic behavior of other men, other men don't do anything about it. They try to let it go or excuse it or enable it just to not be involved. And I think th- there's no um, reckoning of that for Joel, but I think it's important for people to be frustrated by a character who never steps up, who never gets involved. And um, though you don't necessarily, you know, we don't want to sit there and say you need a man to fight the battles of, of you know, women, but you can also have people recognize cruelty and shut down their, your buddies from being assholes. And he does, he never does it. And I, and the more I watch the movie, the more purposeful that feels and the more important that feels, so the non-entity of Joel is the point. It's it's that enabling
0: I behavior. I mean, it's like it's classic, right. the, the, you know, an, an addictive behavior. they the enabling behavior that helps perpetuate the addicting, the addictive behavior. Yeah. You know, um, exactly. It's just like out of my eighth grade health class textbook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what.
1: That's right. Joel is that personified. Um, and speaking of uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who is so good in this. Yeah. And his last scene is so painful. That whole scene's excellent. But it, you, you, your heart kind of breaks for him a lot, even though he's. Uh, I mean, like, your heart, it just, it's, it's so cruel. And um, you kind of want him to come back into the movie, and he never does. How did, did you feel like anything was missing because he never came back?
0: Well, what would he come back to
1: do? I don't know. Exactly. um, That's my, that was my feeling. I feel like that's, there wasn't really anything for him to do. It's not his story. It's in, it's Gloria's story. But I think it's important. It was important to see that he was just as cruel to his quote unquote friends and they weren't, they still weren't getting involved, you know? Although Tim, Tim Burton did try, <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the fireworks story? The most irresponsible thing to do in the bar. I think it's the worst scene in the movie.
0: I don't think it works. It's overwritten. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. I don't think it, it's the. I, I, I can't. I can't make it work in my head. It was a cool idea I, on paper, maybe, and it that doesn't right. play, and like it really doesn't make sense.
1: It, it's it's very weird to be because. It's the one, yeah, it's the scene. I think uh, if I were going to say the worst scenes of the movies, I would say the flashbacks uh, and put this right after that. Um, I think it's an excellent build of tension. It's a supremely good ratcheting up in tension. In fact, when I think of the movie, I actually think of uh, Sudeikis while he's telling the story and you don't know where it's going. And he's slamming those chairs He's making room and he's slamming the chairs against the thing and everyone starts getting up to leave like, oh shit. Yeah. And it's an excellent ramp up of tension. And then when he brings up the fireworks and looks up the fire, you're like, this didn't. It's the one thing that doesn't thematically fit with everything else. You're right. And the only thing that I think the, the scene does accomplish, which is the point of the scene, this is why I don't take away too much out of it, away from it is that it it, it it sets the fact that nothing matters but my power over her and I think you know that's what matters and I'm going to show you that I will sacrifice everything so that I retain this power and that was the that was the pissing in the sand uh a thing f- for Oscar see I'm not and, I'm not
0: reading the power thing the
1: same way you are well how are you reading because this is the movie that kind of got me. In college, I had a professor who kept saying all relationships are about power, all sexuality is about power, all this stuff is about power, and I'm like going, I don't buy it. I, I don't. I don't think everything's about power. Um, and in this movie, it rang with me, was that this idea? And he mentions it several times. He says it in things of things like, you know, I think is weak, more weakly said when he says. I finally got something. My life is finally as just as amazing as yours, ours. And if you don't like it, fuck you. You know that sort of thing. But yeah. then it's the abuser is like trying to find instead of having a relationship that takes risk and communication and two way and all that and, and everything that makes a relationship strong. The abuser is like I'm scared. I'm always going to be alone. I'm scared of everybody around me. So what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to frighten someone else into making sure they never leave me. Well, that's it. If I have the thing that, if I have that thing, that makes them too scared to leave, then I have power over them to do what I want to do. But it's
0: not because they want power; it's because they want love, right? Or they want. But they, they need love. They need power. They feel they need power to have that. Yeah, but it's not a thirst. It's not like he has a thirst for
1: power over her, right? He
0: has a he he he, he has a, a rage.
1: Uh, not exactly. But I think it's the I do think it's the power that matters to him. Uh, it's only because she
0: isn't going to do it willingly.
1: Exactly. If she was going to do it willingly, exactly. he
0: wouldn't need the power
1: exactly but she's not so he's like right. okay well So, it's,
0: but it's not about the power it's about he, what he wants from her right and he has to maintain the power in order to get that and that's and yeah, that but only at some makes point, him that only fuels his rage
1: but when you realize that power alone isn't going to get you what you want which is i.e her attention her her love and attention yeah. then you're still and then you still pursue the power then you've 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 lost well, that's his, you know the force of the yeah t- that's trees his rage
0: that's his he's he's punishing yeah. her because she's not going to she makes There's there, because she makes him feel small there's so an he's argument yeah he's trying to equalize yeah, yeah. that
1: he's trying know? to equalize that
0: that's how I that's 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 how I read it it's not that
1: right but he need yeah the power is the equal is it well not just the equalizing power it's the dominating power like he goes from equalizing oh, yeah. to oh yeah yeah yeah
0: cuz he he can't get it on, any other way Right. Any other yeah. way, he can't get get he, what he what he wants.
1: I mean, really, it's less about her. Pain. I mean, he. It's it's so much. It could really be anyone, but um, he had been following her for all these years, and they have this obvious connection through this park, you know. So. Um, yeah, where he
0: you know he was enraged that her her diorama was so much better than his.
1: I guess that's what you that know, was. He
0: he he has this feeling of inadequacy in relation to her. Right. That she got out of the town, exactly. she did these wonderful things. He he was stalking her online, even though like if someone is a writer and you read what they write, like that's right.
1: that's supposed to be if how you, it works. If you if you know oh, that a weird... the writer, you're stalking them by reading their work. No,
0: you're not. You're <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like you're, but you're it, like, it is interesting. Like I like your it writing and how so I that, read it. Like, I, you know, I follow what you're, I follow your work. Yeah. Like, there didn't have to be anything it, creepy about that.
1: There didn't have to be, but it's right. very interesting when you see that scene again later when they're on the park bench and he talks about how he's been following her ever since she left. Yeah. And he even says, you know, I'm not stalking or anything. Well, right. Why um, bring
0: up the stalking? That's what's why bring up know, the stalking yeah.
1: part. And then, and then he talks about there's this part that I love so much where he says, he's talking, but he goes, well, did you ever have a girlfriend or anything? And he goes, I, I, there was one, I, I, I asked her to move in with me. She had a baby. He points out and he goes, that didn't, that didn't work out. And then later you see the photos with her face scratched out in his home. Yeah. You know, the baby's not, but he is, she is. And I thought it was pretty masterful for him to say, Point just to drop in there. She had a baby, and as a piece of data, the audience goes, "Oh, see, isn't he?" But then you go, "Why did he point that out?" He pointed it out to say, "Look how great I am." <laughs> that was his like drop of saying, "See, I'm a nice guy." She even had a baby, so who would do that? And like you know, <laughs> that kind of like like asshole trying to oh convey I, how good I he is. Know. Right? I think that's like. That could mean, well, she had a baby, but not with me. Well, no, that's you what know, I saying. Like, yeah. I was a sloppy seconds. Yes. I was a sloppy seconds, but I'm such a nice guy. I took her in and didn't mind. You know, that kind of thing. So, mm. like, um, <laughs> so. I, just, you know, I just that, think that's but, another source of
0: him feeling. Inadequate, well, yeah, yeah. That he
1: wasn't chosen to be the father of the well, child. It, it's it's both. It's <laughs> yeah, both things. Right. It's all those things. That's what's so great and so rich about the whole thing. It's all yeah. of those things. Incredibly well written. And that, if I'm not mistaken, is the diorama that she had as a kid. Was it of the city of yeah, Seoul? Yeah, it's got the Korean flag right on it, which ties in why it's happening in Seoul. Well, wow, that right? doesn't
0: like doesn't explain why her diorama was of Seoul. So this no, is the that. this is the elephant in the room. So why why Seoul? Why not Tokyo? Yeah. What does Seoul stand for?
1: It stands for their soul. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, This is a trick question.
0: <laughs> it's Seoul because it's their soul. Soul. Right. This is where, like, exactly. How do you how do you not make that connection? Like, it's. <laughs> No, I made the connection. That, I no, like, I just like people who like, yeah. well, like, what? Yeah. so the monsters appeared because lightning and because like the diorama was in front of them and the lightning struck the diorama too. And so the monsters like appeared in the city that the right. diorama is made of. I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's not. It's because it's soul. On the, it's their soul. Like this is. It's their soul. <laughs> they have yeah, monsters in their it, soul <laughs> and alcohol makes what, it worse. Yeah,
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's, 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 it. What the that's all you need. Is, that's what the movie's saying. That's all you yeah. need. And and so for me to, you know, when that's why I kind of feel. And I don't know if it was if I were to speculate. And I'm I'm sorry if anyone involved is listening. And I'm making completely out of out of left field, uh, no incorrect uh, speculations. But I feel like those flashback scenes, especially with the cutting of the two monsters falling out of the backpacks, I think. That those shots were later inserted either be out of the you know the artist negotiating with the producers, the artist negotiating with the studio, or the artist negotiating with himself. Like, am I not explaining this enough? One of those three things. But to me, once you those little things that were there to quiet questions just made more complicated questions. I think. I think and so.
0: I think the flashbacks help. I'm not saying it's like mm. the best part of the movie. It's not, but I do think the flashbacks it, help tell most the story. Perfunctory like part of this it. is about like his deep emotional pain. This isn't about he drinks alcohol and it turns him into a monster. Like exactly. if he didn't drink, he'd be fine. <laughs> but if, exactly. if he just didn't touch the, the 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 drink, he'd be the nice guy that's bringing her furniture. Right. But it's not. The, the, but yeah. there's a. It's not I, a I never and Hyde got a situation, sense. Right. Like
1: I never got a sense from this movie. That the alcohol was the problem, but I think you I could read it sense. that way. I think it'd be easy. You could, to, you totally could, you know. and it would be fine to read that way. But the message I was getting is the alcohol isn't the problem; it's the use of alcohol to avoid yeah. monsters and, and I demons think the and all things like and new things. Say that you're right. Yeah. They yeah. are they are not discordant with that yeah. theme. I think they're the most perfunctory scenes in the movie. And they are not discordant. Though. The lightning, so, yeah. like, just don't have the lightning, right? You can have a storm. fine. Storm, that's fine. But the lightning, and they, I, which made me wonder. I go, was the itch just a thing before, and they made it because the lightning is supposed to be the source of her itch. Yeah. Jason uh, Sedacus has no such tick, so I don't know about what that, that. We're supposed to, if that's supposed to be a thing. I don't know. But uh, which makes me think it's more about you know again they didn't show this thing you know both striking them going you know, like <laughs> the dogs and Ghostbusters which I'm so grateful for uh, so you, because it's about her she, this is her story yeah and you then know it's Howard funny the
0: Duck did pops I, through a portal and <laughs>
1: <laughs> she she took my eggs <laughs> did I ever tell you about have I ever talked on the show about the the pilot Todd and I wrote called. uh, uh not really wrote. We wrote most of it and never <laughs> you, you did You talked it.
0: about it on a long car drive. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, Womanican Woman. This, was oh, not is, this you know, one. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've heard the, the, about Womanican Woman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more than once. The reason I'm bringing it up is because Womanican Woman uh, started because um, my brother and I were complaining about the lack of good female written characters in movies and television and we were complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining and then so you decided to to Todd's wife Todd's wife said Jen said well you guys aren't doing it either and we went oh snap busted you're right this was back when we said oh snap and um talked to Jen's hand said, yeah, yeah talk to <laughs> and we went okay you're right let's do that so we started writing this stupid pilot, and of course, what happened in it? And granted, it was a Wonder Woman parody, but what happened in it? It we, the whole pilot Wonder Mannequin woman was squeezed out of her own pilot, and we were just writing jokes about how stupid Steve Trevor was.
0: <laughs> and like, and she, you literally turned her into an inanimate dummy. <laughs>
1: Like that's' and the so premise. We're just like, and we were looking back at it, and we go, "Oh my God, we set out with the goal to do this, and we still didn't do it. In fact, we did it worse <laughs> well we in our defense, we were fusing it with our own love of dummy humor. It wasn't to fridge anybody, but it was it, but it was pretty telling that we were like yeah this this is this is the exact opposite of what we set out to do." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most like in our Fantastic Four parody, which some call right. the terrific three. I I call the, the three fantastic three. people, <laughs> which had the noodle. The noodle was the brains of the of the group. Rock frog, fireman, and forgettable girl. And forgettable girl. My favorite character is forgettable girl. Every time I say that, Seymour right. groans because she. <laughs> Finds it too on the is nose a bit, or something.
1: <laughs> it is a bit. Um, what did Tasha Robinson uh, call the Trinity problem? There is a, uh, there is that bit where you're like, you're making, you're, you're calling out a problem in stories where, uh, where the women are sidelined when they could otherwise be completely capable and have total agency in their own, in this story. But we're deferring to men even when we're trying to point out how that's a bad thing, and uh, you know, Trinity with Neo, uh, Wild Style with you know Emmett in Lego Movie. Wait, I think I think the um, Trinity
0: problem is that she's she's put in the work and is more capable, right? her whole role is so to then... assist him, who is unprepared to be the the one right. the the savior.
1: Exactly, and then Lego Movie takes that on and parodies it and says. You know, Wildstyle's clearly the person who should be doing this. <laughs> why? If <laughs> it's just the guy who literally fell on something, uh, but yet it still does it. And then, um, why, shoot, I totally forgot why I even brought this up. Well, mannequin woman. Oh, forgettable girl. Because forgettable girl um, uh, kind of plays into that in the sense that she is the most powerful, the most um, intelligent the most reasonable and the most proactive and everyone cannot hear or see her (laughs) or acknowledge her presence. (laughs) I mean, and so you sit there and you go, it's funny because you see how awful it is that she's like going, well, obviously we need to melt this door and then bust through it and then go and grab the thing. And then the noodle goes, who said that? What, What? Somebody say something. Oh whatever! I know we'll melt that door, go <laughs> through the thing, and bust through. It's like yeah, I know, and like and like like in Galaxy oh, Quest, see, I, how I, like I, sug- and I I
0: would tell these as bedtime stories to my kids, and I would do it. Oh yeah, I would do it differently. Where forgettable girl was just like completely bored of these idiots that she has to hang yeah. out with, <laughs> and just ignores them a- while they fail over and over again until the end, when she's like. <laughs> Fine, I'll fix it for you. And then goes back to what she was doing.
1: Doing, and then they're still, yeah.
0: And then the noodle takes the credit, of course. Of course. Not really sure what the noodle actually can do. Other than stretch. Well, he mostly pours gasoline on fireman and then (laughs) sets him on fire. (laughs) That's usually his... uh... Oh, it's Which is always time. gets the biggest laugh. That's always the, the build yeah. up where he's like, fireman's like, hey, "What am I? What do I do? Like, hold on," <laughs> 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 and he pulls out the can of, can of gasoline. Like, what's that for? Like, wait, wait, let me explain my plan. <laughs> You're not going to set me on fire again, are you?
1: <laughs> I would like to have bedtime <laughs> stories told to you by
0: you. Uh, you know, my ten, favorite three was, a story, which I can't remember. My two favorite stories were, um, were the, the one that they still talk about was um, Dirtbag, the villain Dirtbag, who stole the Grand Canyon, leaving only a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Because he loved dirt. Um, and then uh, <laughs> there was they dis- the one where they discover a uh, portal in their closet that leads to the sweatpants dimension. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I, for life of me, I There's, can't remember the... what happens in the sweatpants dimension. They probably could. They, they probably they could. could probably tell you. I got big laughs. That's all. <sighs>
1: <remember>. Well, colossal. <laughs> um Speaking of tattoos, I never. They talk a lot about tattoos in this yeah, movie. Yeah, good luck editing that past that last half hour. <laughs> one hour later, that's we'll Sam of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll stay in. <laughs> Speaking of the tattoos, um, Gloria has a lot of tattoos on her fingers, and I I could never figure out what they actually. Were of one look, could have been like a mega symbol, like a heart. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's significance there because they wouldn't keep showing it, and they wouldn't have bothered her to have it if they didn't. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they were. Me neither. I don't know. Are we sure they're not I'm Anne Hathaways' furniture? Task?
0: Be pretty cool bold to get that.
1: I like that Anne Hathaway when she comes back after such a horrific experience in the park at the end of the movie. She rolls up in her deflated mattress and then unrolls like a chrysalis with like what she has to do.
0: Oh, nice. I was thinking burrito, but chrysalis is better.
1: Yeah. So her going to Seoul, I think is important for the movie. One could read, like she goes to Seoul basically to... Either, f- <laughs> what ends up happening is she just mur- straight up murders him <laughs> <laughs> in a very cathartic, uh, satisfying way. Well, she throws but him away. She's she she, she casts literally him, casts him out. She Casts him out of her life. Exactly. Yeah. That's what made it so cathartic. Was that I've cast you off, and you you. You 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 sit there and you go okay so did she go to Seoul to make sure she couldn't be caught for this murder, <laughs> <laughs> like like the only way to stop him is to kill him and I guess is that but so so and, and I read somewhere that Anne Hath that the script had been written um to very the very dryly at the end where he she she just kind of casually just eh, the monster just flings him away very just pfft. and then Anne Hathaway was. Um, kept calling and saying i think something because this is this is murder we're doing here <laughs> like what what i feel like something's not quite right and the director said i have to he says i'm i'm so grateful usually when ann comes up to me with something and we talk about it and she walks away and never brings it up again i know we did the right decision but when she comes up to me and she keeps calling me and she keeps calling me i know she's right <laughs> <laughs> She's made 300 400 movies. I've made two. So <laughs> So, I know she's she's some something is something's there and we need to find out what it is. And so they basically re kind of blocked it to where she kind of she picks up Oscar and kind of gives him a moment to kind of like I don't know, repent at that point. Don't know if there is any sort of redemption for someone like Oscar in that by that point in the movie. But when he says the line that one of the few, the only line in the movie that doesn't really work for me is though, I think it's the right line. I just, it's the one, it's a hard moment to pull off, but it's the one moment that I, the, 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 whatever. I feel bad saying it. it's the, the, you know, put, 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 please put me down. You fucking bitch. It's the right line. Yeah. But it's I it, I wasn't sold completely on it. Something wasn't working for me. But that's the one where he's like, going, okay, he's not going to ever relent. So, whoosh. Yeah. And so, uh, but they had to, they kind of were blocking in that second chance moment of like, are you going to be good? <laughs> no. All right. Whoo. Last chance. Is there is there a ending to this movie that doesn't end in the mur- in a murder of Oscar? Not I'm not even saying there should be. I'm just saying, is there one? I mean, so
0: if uh, we've gotten to the stakes where we have to stop him from doing daily a daily mass murder ritual, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right, uh, right? Because for whatever reason, the people, the good citizens of Seoul, have not decided to just get out of Seoul. Like, that's never really, like, uh, uh, evacuating the city is never really in the cards for, you know. Right. It's just, like, the that the, in the world of the, this movie. But, it,
1: yeah, it, it's weird that they were all still in restaurants and malls right next to it, you know, when they're when, when in the last bit. They had, I'm like, going, I, I don't think anybody would be near that place at all. Yeah, <laughs> right. The place where it keeps appearing every day, like, they're already standing there, right.
0: and she has to tell them what they're parting of the water yeah. hands to, to move. So, so her going, so like, you know, this is where like in the poetics of the movie, her going to Seoul is her going inward, right? Right. And everyone's,
1: I love, I love the shots of everyone running away and her feet moving forward through it. I really yeah. love that.
0: Yeah. Like you, you really have to look at this metaphorically. And so. And I do. and I And I do too. So her, I mean, she's not so much in one sense, yes, she's murdering him, in another sense, she's going in inward and saying, Yes, this is an unhealthy relationship. I have to stop doing my part that's contributing to it, right. and so I need to pluck him out of me i need to yes. i need to I need to remove the stain of him from me so that I can heal and I can move on. Exactly, and so that's what she's doing. And so, like, because absolutely, because we're in a world where she becomes a giant monster that is picking (laughs) him up and flinging him to the horizon. (laughs) She's committing murder in the same way that he's just when he goes to the playground at eight oh five. It's not because he wants to kill Koreans. It's because he wants to just do something that will hurt her.
1: Right. He's
0: just expressing rage, and. And uh inflicting pain in the same way mm-hmm. she's purging herself uh, of of yes. him. I completely yeah. You know? That's how I I I read it.
1: I I've never had an issue with the end of that movie. I've never because uh, and and I'm reading, you know, kind of how it came about and reading like, and like oh yeah, and you kind of wonder about the poor person's lawn that he ends up on, <laughs> <laughs> but if you get into that, you're missing the point. The point is exactly what you just said. Yeah. Or the houses that the she cast- stepped on when, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: It's not, it's the wrong side of the brain.
1: Right. Bringing up the po of the movie is, is so important. And, and that's, and I think this movie attaches so well to that uh, part of the brain. And um, I love it for it. It's so it's, it's, it is that that perfect, really, really, really deep, really uh, emotionally um, full and rich comedy that I wish I could see every day. Yeah. So when you said, Wade, pick a movie that's fun for you that you need to that that you want to do, this was the first one that came to mind. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I need. And I'm like, Great. I love I, uh... and the
0: timing was great you know Ted Lasso just winning a, a, a bucket full <laughs> of of Emmys <laughs> uh, including Jason Sudeikis and can I just say my well one deserved. thing I don't we we don't what? want to get we could say a lot about Ted Lasso I just said I want to, I want to say one thing because we've been talking about how people perceive Colossal it kind of sticks in my craw and I think it relates to his performance in this movie um, and Booksmart which I went back and rewatched. uh Jason oh. Sudeikis' scenes from Booksmart because I wasn't really he wasn't really on my radar uh, at that point um, so the uh, the like the, the one line take I've seen like the snarky take I've seen in Ted Lasso which I might have been from people who like it is uh, Ted Lasso asked the question what if mean people were actually nice <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. you know and it's kind of dismissive because I think what but I think watching Ted Lasso season one is, oh, here's this guy who's just preternaturally nice. You know, he just can't, he's, there's something special about this guy where he's just naturally nice all the time. And then what you find out more. in the, the course of the season is no, he's actually, he's this, here is a man who decided he was going to do the work of being nice to other people. Yeah. And that it, a Fred Rogers, and that basically. it takes constant work. Yeah. You know, and that when his weak moments he that slips and he's not nice and then he decides he has to do the thing that will make that right and yeah. and get back on that horse. And it's 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 a show about emotional work, you know. And so yeah. Colossal is a show about emotional work and having to get the alcohol out of the way so that you can do it. Yeah.
1: Right. Right.
0: right. I did it, I tied it together.
1: You tied it together, <laughs> you said by you said something about the show by the people who like it, so what are your feelings on Ted lasso if you may if i may? I like
0: it I'm still um I'm Good. halfway through season two um yeah, so I haven't seen the last episode. there's uh you know there's uh, episodes go up and down for me, but on the whole i um I like it. I think it's funny um in that every episode starts with the weakest jokes of the episode because <laughs> because they're just jokes, and it's not yeah, really a- joke. jokes show it's like it's once you get past the theme song, which gets stuck in my head, mm-hmm. I have to skip yeah. the intro and it still gets stuck in my head is that the the laughs are all character based they're all based on where yes. characters are coming so from, good. and they're like the like the individual joke writing sometimes the you know if there's a reference like when it turns out his it's funny because I was just thinking about this the other day when his uh, his uh, voicemail message is, uh, wait for the beep. You got to leave your name. You got to leave your number. <laughs> and I was just thinking about that novelty tape. <laughs> I was like, used to right. used to be TV commercials for a novelty tape you would buy so other people could do your funny answering machine yeah. announcement for you. And I remember as a kid watching that, like, why would I get someone else to – I'm going to do the funny <laughs> – <laughs> why would I pass up the opportunity to be funny on my own answering machine? Like they have to pay somebody else to do it. But just that they that, that had a reference to that very commercial. Um,
1: yeah. That's
0: like awesome. one week after I, I actually, of that was just funny to me.
1: I actually just acquired um, a, um, one of those tapes off the internet um, for that of, of uh, Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell doing them. <laughs> And what's really hilarious about it is, Ernest does an intro, saying, "Hi, this is my tape. You can play. You know, hey, you can tape and play." Now I found that the best thing to do is to take your tape recorder, have it set at such volume, holding it at about three inches from the your voice, <laughs> your your uh, uh, answering machine's microphone, <laughs> like he's giving you a schematic of how to play it on a tape player at what volume how this much distance away that sounds going to read the best and i'm like wow that was a different time yeah,
0: no <laughs> nobody's
1: home <laughs> nobody's home I should, I should put that on my voicemail right now <laughs> nobody's home nobody's home <laughs> oh stop that yes hello uh-huh fool you, you know, not in right or now what about
0: this one like wait i called your House and you weren't home, but I couldn't believe you got Johnny Carson to record the message on your answer machine. And, like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> that wasn't even Johnny Carson. That was Rich Little doing Johnny Carson. Double the fun.
1: <laughs> oh. So. I think that's it for Colossal. I said all my it, things. <laughs> we said all our things too. So uh recommend it's Colossal is available on Hulu. It's also to, to watch. It's also available to rent by. If you if you went set through this whole thing and you hadn't watched it yet, one, you do things backwards. Two, you can <laughs> go see the movie. It is absolutely uh worth your it's time also available on blu-ray anywhere. from
0: my public library which i'm realizing blu-ray still looks better than
1: streaming video so oh absolutely uh yeah streaming hasn't gotten there yet yeah even. so even 4k streaming is not as good as just straight up blu-ray man and the blu-rays
0: don't get checked out as often they're not as scratched they're more likely to actually play <laughs>
1: that's right so yeah see it on blu-ray if you can and
0: if you can, send us feedback about what you think about uh, good old You Wash It Wrong. Do you even like track marks? Do you listen to that part and fast forward <laughs> through it? We have fun. Are you? like? These, I
1: was about to say, So here are you trying to tell me they're something? No,
0: I mean, just like I was wondering that. Like, do people like it? Yeah. I never, like, we don't know. You got to tell us these things, folks. If you want to change something... Be the change you want to see in the world. Put it in an email. Send it to youwatcheditwrong at happypanic.net. We will read that shit. And maybe do what it (laughs) says. We're also on Twitter on youwatcheditwrong with the letter U. Um, Just search for, you know, search for you, Twitter. Um, we got a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Don't go on there. Check us out on Letterboxd. Where we write reviews, and you can see what we're watching. You might get a hint at what is coming up on future episodes. If you happen to see us both watching the same movie in the same week, pretty good <laughs> clue.
1: I'm. S- it's it's like it's like doing free detective work. Yeah, you can be it's like free and it's fun. You can be like
0: Richard Kimball, uh, finding out, narrowing down the list of prosthetic arm recipients from Cook County Hospital. They didn't they missed the they skipped a the part where So you can all have all your approval provo- provo- on Provasic. They skipped a the part on the fugitive where he like sees Cook County Hospital stenciled on the arm so that he knows <laughs> he's in the the right prosthetic. <laughs> and he's a local boy.
1: Yeah. Merchandise Mart.
0: Anyway, on letterboxed, I'm Siggy Lama. Two G's, two L's.
1: He's Carney and of I'm, Steel. And I'm Carney of Steel. I can edit one of us out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you had your beer before your liquor so that you never got sicker, you scotched it
1: wrong. All right. I might actually want to do a walkthrough of this, by the way. I'm in your hands. If you're prepared. If you're prepared.
0: I'm well, we'll see how it goes. I'm not ready to corroborate like what order scenes happen in necessarily, so
1: don't. Like, <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, we might. We don't throw uh, to me. We, to may, maybe an not expert that. on that or anything. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, where do I want to begin? Okay. Well, well the beginning. If you're going to do a walk, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, well, no. Well, no. I mean, eventually, that's what I meant. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right.